The Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, and Ryan Dingle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dingle, and this is the second of three episodes taking a look at the offseason of the NFC North. Our last episode, we had Jeremy Reisman, fantastic, uh, with Pride of Detroit. Um, really, really, really good stuff covering the Lions. But for this episode, folks, I'm thrilled to have these guys back. Uh, I don't think there's been a single episode that we've had where we didn't just laugh a lot, a lot. And it's always great to have these guys back. And so I want to welcome in Kevin Olesky and Brian Highfield. Gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. It's, it's always great to be here to talk about some football, especially, uh, you know, after seeing how the, the offseason has unfolded. I think we have lots to talk about. Absolutely. Folks, if you are thinking about buying or selling a home this year, you know you've got to visit GenevaJeff.com to learn how Jeff Cadwallader can help you. Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. Visit GenevaJeff.com today or give my guy Jeff a call or a text at 630-254-4734. And this is, this is some big news with that is Rob from Indiana actually is looking into buying a house and uh, he, he reached out. He's a, one of our listeners and he reached out to Jeff Cadwallader and they had a meeting in the initial meeting. You know, I just asked like, hey, how did it go? And he just said he was, he was blown away, you know, which is obviously no surprise. Uh, he said the thing that stood out to, him, to mo- him the most was Jeff's just extreme focus on what the customer was asking for. And I just think that was really neat. Um, I don't think that's going to be any surprise to Kevin Olefsky, who also uh, used Jeff Cadwallader. So folks, I know it's, it's, it's a spot, it's an advertisement, um, but it's an advertisement for something we really, really, really believe in. All right. So gentlemen, let, let's hop in. Let's talk about the Vikings. Let's talk about all that. Before we do that, this is something that, 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 some of our newer listeners don't know that the very first episode, episode number one, was with you two guys. And we were kind of in this spot where, hey, I'm going to pitch this to my boss, um, Mike Page, and see what does he think. And it was you guys coming in and us having just an awesome conversation. And I just remember there's a few times where we kind of looked at each other like, this is going really well, right? Like, do you guys, do you guys remember like, kind of that first episode and do you guys have any thoughts about like what's gone on since then it's i i always think it's it's a the the analogy that always popped in my head was that you know there's a lot of people who can talk sports and there's a lot of people who um you know are casual fans of whatever and i wouldn't say you know by any stretch that i'm you know someone who's watching hours and hours of, of replays and stuff but I think we find it very engaging and I'm, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure our listeners think the same. It's, it's very entertaining to listen to people talk at, talk about the sport at kind of a higher level, right? We, we do research. We, we, we find the fun in the detail and, um, and sharing those details. And I think um, that's why we listen to the podcast. That's why we enjoy being a part of it so much because we are fans, right? Um, but we dedicate time and effort into into being fans. So, you know, when when we lose or we win on Sunday, right, we're not a part of the team, right? Um, but our kind of connection to the team makes it we, we rise and fall with the team. Um, so I, sh- I know a lot of our listeners are kind of feeling the same way, and I, I know they appreciate that. And it's why this podcast is such an awesome place. 
So I can't believe that this is episode 39, uh, which is just incredible that how, how, how much things have gone on uh, since then. And, you know, the, the thing that has been really fun for me is meeting guys that are a little bit like both you, Kevin, and Brian that really, really know their stuff. You're passionate about your team. Um, and I, I would agree with you, right? Being able to, to hold those conversations, but it's even better, right? Because every time you guys come on, I just, I think about that first episode and for any of you who are listening, don't, don't go back. Don't, don't, don't listen to it. It is, it is, it is cringeworthy at times, uh, but, but it's, you know, it, it set the foundation. Brian, what about you? Any, any thoughts since uh, now we are, you know, uh, 30, 38 episodes later? First, I think it's super impressive. 38 episodes later, it felt like the first one was honestly yesterday. So hats off to you guys. Um, you, you do a great job, Ryan. I think, yes, it was the first time Kevin uh, and I did a podcast with you around Vikings football, which was so cool, uh, at least for me. Um, and probably that first episode was a bit cringeworthy and <laughs> novice-like, but Kevin hit the nail right on the head. We're just two guys, three guys, that love our franchise. And I think when you're passionate about something, you, you want to take the time to, to do the research and to express how you feel. When I started writing for Bleacher Report years ago, I saw articles that really didn't service the fans, I felt like. And I said, well, I would love to write an article about, you know, um, why isn't uh, Jarius Wright getting more playtime or, you know, whatever off, off obscure topic. And I found as I started to do that, more and more people like that. So I think that when you do a podcast and you get all these different personalities on there, we're, we're satisfying so much of a broad fan base um, and perspective. And I think a, a key point of that is getting people that, can be articulate, you know, it can communicate well, um, and they speak on behalf of the fans. And I, that's why I love these podcasts. So Brian, I, 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 I want to ask this, cause this is not something that we have covered. And Kevin, the same question is coming your way. Brian, I think people are going to hear from your voice. You are not from Minnesota. You are a, a diehard Vikings fan. And so I think some of our fan base is kind of curious, like how did that start? Um, you know, and if, if you don't mind uh, saying where you're at currently and, and how is it, you know, following the team uh, not being in the, the Minnesota area? Yeah, I get that question a lot. Um, I think my deepest purple roots uh, are from the city where I'm, where I'm born, Richmond, Virginia. And for the, the casual listener, they'll say, Richmond, Virginia, what does that have to do with the Vikings? But it's actually the birthplace of the best quarterback in Vikings history, Fran Tarkenton. Um, his brother, Chip, I think still does radio down here, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that's the, that's the six degrees of how Richmond – connects to Minnesota, but I started liking the Vikings because my father liked the Vikings growing up in 61. Uh, when the franchise was started, my dad was a, but a wee man and he started watching football, loved the Vikings. He, he, you know, he didn't like the Redskins. Everybody loved the Redskins. So he had to pick his team that was totally unique and he settled on Minnesota. He loved the purple. He just thought, you know, the fearsome foursome back then was just so nasty and, and so, intimidating and growing up I naturally 
followed them just like my dad. It's been tough in Richmond because obviously they don't show Minnesota, you know, Minnesota Vikings games as quote unquote local. So I do have expensive Sundays where I have to go to Buffalo Wild Wings or your <laughs> local watering hole and watch some sports, but it's, it's a ton of fun. And I, I bleed purple and gold even in some of the rough, roughest seasons ever. So <laughs> it's a black. Well, it's interesting that you say that, Brian. You know, we've been fortunate enough to have uh, some fans from Ireland, from Scotland, from England, from Australia, uh, and all of them, you know, kind of, you know, the power of the internet. And the, the conclusion that I have come to, and I've said this multiple times on the podcast, is you don't have to be from a city to be a true, true fan. And all of those guys are as diehard as it possibly gets. Um, you know, we were just talking about on, on the last podcast that there's actually uh, three um, like diehard fans from Ireland that are working on podcasts and shows that are dedicated to the Chicago bears in Ireland. And I just, it is, it's, it's quality stuff. It's fantastic. So Kevin, same thing. You're, you're a Chicagoland guy and you're, you're a, a diehard Minnesota Vikings fan. Talk to us a little bit about how you got in started in your Vikings fandom. Uh, I mean, real quick, just, uh, you know, shout out to fans who are, uh, you know, not from the, the places that they, that they cheer for go power. Um, but <laughs> more on topic, um, my story actually makes a lot of sense. Um, when I say it out loud, right. I was born in Illinois, uh, have lived in Illinois for, you know, the last, um, last several, several years. Right. Um, but I actually lived in Minnesota, you know, in my childhood for about eight or so years. Um, so that was really when I was growing up, I was growing up around Vikings football. So right when you got interested into football, that's what was on. I got to watch the heyday of Adrian Peterson. Who wouldn't fall in love with a sport that saw that superhuman run through people every Sunday? I mean, um, but to get to the more interesting part is, you know, now that I'm back here, right, um, you know, my experiences for viewing the Vikings is anywhere from, like Brian, you know, going somewhere to a bar where they have all the paid programs. You know, I'm cheap. I'm not going to buy that here. Maybe it's um, finding some kind of stream online, whatever. Uh, but a really great story, because um, I actually saw him this morning, uh, a former teacher of mine, Dan Iverson, he actually was one of my teachers in high school, and he gave me uh, my first NFL tickets to go see a game. He is a diehard Vikings fan, and his parents live in Minnesota, are season ticket holders. One weekend, he or, nor his parents could go. So he's like, hey, cut, hey, bud, you're, you're a Vikings fan in, in Bears country. Take these tickets. Go with my blessing. See your first uh, amazing NFL experience. And I was elated. Um, you know, all those fantastical feelings of getting to see an NFL game for the first time. Me and my dad drive up. It's a blizzard. We never make it because the Metrodome collapses. That no, week. no way. No way. Wow. So we I, are in, it's, it's, we, we are in Wisconsin town watching the TV saying Metrodome collapses. Well, I guess we're not going tomorrow. Okay. And, awesome. and you know what, you know what though, as sad as that is, that's your real indoctrination as a Vikings fan. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's always something with the Vikings. From, yes. from Chicagoland to Minneapolis, that's not a short drive either through all of that. That's incredible. And, and again, shout out to Dan Iverson. I didn't realize that, that he had such an influential role. Gentlemen, I guess, but before we get into it, because I, I do want to talk about the offseason of the Vikings. Before we get into that, though, I am curious, like, 
one of the things that I love is, is Bears community. Uh, being at a game, you guys have, you both experienced this, right? Given the high fives and all that stuff pre-COVID, we could do that. Um, and, you know, just being around other fans. I, I mean, I guess you get a sense of that. Like, I don't know if you guys have like a text chain with other Vikings fans, or I don't know if you guys go back and forth. Like, you know, do you, do you feel like you have a Vikings community? I mean, I can't speak for Kevin. I, I really don't. Um, I have a few friends that I went to school with that I knew were Vikings fans and we would occasionally text each other when it was, you know, game was about to start or, or throughout the game. But I really don't have any close Vikings friends. And I think honestly, to go back to your first question, why, you know, why we love doing this podcast is the beauty of the internet. Kevin and I are kind of, he's my, my pal Viking fan aside from my, from my father and my brother, of course, but he's my pal Viking fan. And we text throughout some of the games. I know we're going to text a lot this year. Um, certainly during the draft, we will. Um, but I think, yeah, for me, it's, it's really tough. Kevin might have a slightly different story, but. No, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, it's uh, it, growing up, especially around here, right. As you become, you know, me being, the young buck of the group. I know in your BDR staff, you have your own young buck, but I'm still younger than he. Um, you know, I'm finally getting to a place where I have my own house. I have the autonomy to go, you know, do stuff, plan my life out. And, and I've become jealous of all my Bears fans who have like a plethora of people to go watch games with. And I have, you know, my one dude who's, uh, you know, living in Geneva and we text sometimes, but we haven't been able to get together because guess what? Quarantine. So it's, um, you know, the beauty of the internet is exactly right. You get to connect with the people that, uh, you know, you may not live by, but um, who have the same passions as you. Re recently, we had an episode with, uh, it was a podcaster roundtable, and two of them, um, they, they, none of the guys live close to each other, right? And it's, they're able to do all of that just the way that we're able to do this right now. You know, none of us are, are sitting in the same room and just thinking like that, that wouldn't have been possible without the power of the internet. Uh, just really quick before we move on, Kevin, uh, our AFL, our Australian League football team uh, is crushing it right now. I don't know about you, but I am excited about uh, waking up incredibly early uh, for the next game. By the time this episode drops, right, we will know the outcome of the game but uh that is our most listened to episode and it's almost doubled uh our next one so kevin aleski thank you for for that one man that was uh we got a lot of listeners uh in australia that said hey we didn't we didn't mess it up too bad well <laughs> so <we shot> <laughs> I, I mean can we uh i don't know if we talked about this and and uh maybe we will again in when we uh do our second uh iteration of it but uh me comparing uh, Carl Amon, I meant to say, and Brian, you'll love this, I meant to say Barry Sanders, uh, you know, the prolific, um, uh, you know, Lions running back, and I said Bernie Sanders. Um, and that was not edited out. That was, that was, if you will go back and listen to that episode. I, I didn't and catch, I, I didn't. I didn't catch it initially. And then as I'm sitting there and editing, I'm like, there's no way for me to cut this out. Like it's just, it's got to stay in and no one, no one has brought it up yet. Cause I think too many Australian fans are like, Oh yeah, just some football player. Right. Yeah. No, it, no, it, instead it's, it's, it's an old man talking about how the 1% gets the ball too much. We need to pass the ball around more. 
you know. I am once again asking you to open up running lanes for me. <laughs> oh, see, That's folks, great. I mean, we're, we're not, we are not even into the, to the core of this episode and we're already laughing. Oh, man. All right. So let's talk. Uh, the April's Fools joke. This is this is not something I initially intended, but I saw that April Fools uh, Cordero Patterson tweeted out uh, initially that he was headed back to Minnesota, and then shortly thereafter tweeted again that it was a that it was an April Fools. I guess I'm kind of curious uh, if he was coming back as a special teamer. How would you guys feel about that? I'd, I'd love it uh, personally. I feel like he shouldn't be tweeting stuff like that out because he's still a free agent. I believe. So kind of odd that he'd be making fun of the fact that he is without work. But I, I think, I think he was often misused in Minnesota. I think he was misused in Chicago as well, to be honest with you. But Leslie Frazier near the tail end of his tenure as the Vikings head coach utilized Cordell Patterson. And, you know, he had some games where he literally put the team on his back. There was a game in Baltimore where it was just back and forth. I think he scored three touchdowns in the last five or six minutes of the game. But he, he never seemed to really get the game down in terms of route running, in terms of reading defenses. He was more of a, a gadget special teamer. If he were to come back to Minnesota, I think he'd have a great role. Uh, he was a – he was a freak. He, anytime he had the ball in his hands, it was the potential for, for going, going for six. So I, I'd welcome him back for sure. And, and uh, you know, I don't mean to pick on, on Chad Beebe because I, I, I coach only high school football. And I know for a fact that punt returning is one of the hardest things to do because there's so much going on. You have to read defenses while seeing the punt in the air. It's, it's so difficult. But, like, we, we had problems with punt return uh, this last year. So, so did the Bears. Like, a lot of teams did, right? It's a lot going on. Um, so, to have someone who is dedicated solely to that job and, and is good at it, that would, you know, I, I'm not saying, you know, shell out millions of dollars for the dude. But, you know, throw him a bone and I think, you know, see him go to work. That'd be awesome. Well, I think, Kevin, you, you just hit the nail on the head is that he's asking for too much money. The Bears overpaid him in his contract. They gave him $10 million for two years for basically a, a, a special teamer and reserve running back, which uh, we're, we're not going to get into. I mean, Bears fans know that that, that wasn't – they were doing him a – a great disservice. Um, but I think he's asking for far, far too much money, which is one of the reasons why Brian, to your point, he is still sitting on the street and, and maybe he might be coming back to Chicago. I think a few people are kind of hoping uh, in that special teams role, but I think, you know, someone's going to get a good kick returner out of it and maybe uh, a gadget play every once in a while. All right. So gentlemen, let's do this. Let's, let's talk about quarterbacks. Um, obviously the bears have their own dysfunction with Andy Dalton being slated as quarterback one, but Kirk Cousins, we've talked a little bit about his, his contract. And I guess I'm kind of curious, do you see Kirk Cousins as the quarterback here for the next couple of years? Is he the future of the Minnesota Vikings? And kind of where do you see that going? As much as I rag on Kirk Cousins, and I do it a lot, he has really brought stability to a position that for the Vikings franchise has been a revolving door since Dante Culpepper got injured. I mean, throw out the Brett Favre years. Brett Favre had one year. He came back for a second, and it was a complete disaster. 
That being said, I think Kirk Cousins' contract alone solidifies the fact that he'll be here for the next few years. And I think that Zimmer and Spielman are okay with that. They've hitched their wagon to the guy. Is he, is he Aaron Rodgers? No. Is he paid like Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, but he is an above-average quarterback. He can make every throw in the NFL. Um, I think where he struggles is he really needs to be – He everything has to go well around Kirk Cousins in order for him to, to take it to the next level. If the Vikings can provide that for him, which they have proven in spurts that they can do, I think he's a good quarterback. I'm not totally thrilled with it. He's definitely going to be here for the next three years, I think. But I'm, I'm okay with it in the sense that it's almost like the Joe Flacco effect that the Ravens um, had a few years ago. They paid Joe Flacco a ton of money. But the reason why they paid him was they don't have to worry about the quarterback position for the next six years or however long his contract was. It's the same thing with Kirk Cousins. It's one of the most – it is probably the most difficult position in all of football. And we've got a guy that's proven – hey, if, if you help me out, uh, I will perform above average and might even shock you in a playoff game uh, against the Saints, as long as it's against the Saints. So far in the offseason, right, and we'll, of course we'll talk about this later, what, what Brian has said is 100% true. The fact of the matter is Zimmer is a defensive coach. To be able for Zimmer to say – okay, we don't have to worry about the quarterback. I can focus on making my, you know, amazing defense, you know, work. Then, then let's, get, let's get Kirk Cousins. I don't care who the person is. In Zimmer's mind, as long as it's not an issue, right, then I can focus on what I think is going to win me my football games, which is my, my stack defense. I mean, again, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this um, with, with all of the free agent signings that were, were made for the Vikings in the defensive side. Um, but I mean, I, I, I agree with Brian. The, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins is uh, consistent, um, you know, at least for the Vikings so far, right? He, he's, a, he's a good passer. He, you know, is, is not going to put you in many situations where you feel like, you know, you're, you're taking massive steps backwards. Um, I think it's, it's going to be a matter of, um, you know, who, who, who are they going to find who's going to, you know, do the same thing that can let Delvin cook, you know, make his way forward. Right. Because you don't want someone to take away from Delvin cook. Then what's the point, right? Delvin cook is kind of this, you know, center part of the entire offense. So like, do you want to go fishing for somebody who, um, you know, may take away from that? I don't know if you do. I think Kirk cousins right now is, is probably the best the Vikings can get. Justin Jefferson was a 1400 yard receiving, um, uh, you know, rookie receiver. Adam Thielen had a, had a Pro Bowl year. Irv Smith is emerging. Dalvin Cook still ran all over people. But the offense wasn't really the problem last year. Kirk is going to have games where, like Atlanta last year, he'll throw three picks and he'll just completely – you're not going to come back. You're not going to win. He might have one, maybe two of those games each season. But for the most part – He's going to be throwing three touchdowns, maybe an interception, or he'll throw four touchdowns, and, and he's going to have a, a completion percentage of 67 to, to 69%. And really, for what the Vikings have, and, and Kevin hit on this, we'll, we'll get to it later, 
what the Vikings are trying to build is perfect in the sense that let's play conservative football, make the throws when you got to make the throws and let the defense do all the heavy lifting. And that will help Kirk because you're not asking him to do everything. And when you, when other teams ask him to do other things, Washington or early on in his Vikings um, career, it became overwhelming for him. So I think after a couple of years, you can look at it and say, okay, let's continue with this guy. He, he's a good quarterback. He can make all the throws. We just have to, he's not, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not a franchise. He's not going to take you to the promised land with a bunch of scrubs. He's not Tom Brady. You have to have a good team around him, but he's a great quarterback to build around, I think is, is the key. So I'm okay with it. I just hope that he can limit the mistakes and, uh, you know, continue to grow with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. So, Brian, since you brought it up, let's talk about the Vikings free agency. Do you feel that the Minnesota Vikings have gotten better in free agency thus far this offseason? Do I think the Vikings got better in free agency? Yes. I think – I honestly think the Vikings have had one of the most underrated free agency periods of any team. They didn't go out and they didn't spend a ton of money. They didn't have a ton of money to spend anyway, but they continue to make savvy moves. People forget Michael Pierce opted out last season due to COVID-19. He's got some asthma. So he unsure about what the virus is going to do. Let's take a step back. He was our prize free agent last year, six foot, 350 pounds, mammoth at nose tackle. Then we go out this year and we get Dalvin Tomlinson from the Giants. Six foot four, 340 pounds. Okay, that's 700 pounds right in the middle of the defensive line. A defensive line that last year gave up the most uh, running yards to opposing teams. Uh, Alvin Kamara had six touchdowns against us in one game. So Zimmer went out and said, okay, we've got to fix the run game. And they did that in literally one move. Then they went out secondary that was piss poor they went out and got Patrick Peterson who's definitely on the decline he's he's not the all-star all-pro corner that he used to be but the Vikings have Jeff Gladney and Cameron Dantzler who were both rookies last year who started all 16 games and they're learning and they are they need a veteran presence in that secondary along with Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson is going to be exactly that guy and then the best move of all is they went out and got Mackenzie Alexander back after one year with the Bengals Mackenzie Alexander uh, for those listening was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings in the second round out of Clemson in 2016 was an absolute stud at Clemson had a couple years early on where he was really learning Zimmer's uh, defense. And then 2019, he clicked and was a lockdown slot corner. Well, then he followed the money, went to the Bengals and regressed. And he said, well, the heck with that. I'm going to sign a one-year deal, go back to Minnesota, a scheme that I know and love, a coach who believes in me, and I'm going to play ball. And I think that was the most underrated move of the offseason, along with the aforementioned ones. So I think the Vikings improved dramatically and that's before we get to the draft so 
I'm excited. I don't think there's been an off season where I've been more excited about the potential for the Vikings team to be perfectly honest with you. And I'm sorry, that was a long winded answer, but I'm pumped. Kevin, what does an ideal draft look like for the Minnesota Vikings? Well, well, the challenge is going to be securing, uh, you know, a run game for Dalvin Cook, and that's going to start with the offensive line, right? I think if you Google right now, uh, you know, Minnesota Vikings free agency, the first, you know, the first 20 or so articles that you see is going to be, what the hell is Zimmer doing? Why don't they get an offensive lineman? And then uh, anyone who's been listening knows, well, he's a defensive coach. He wants his defense to be everything. So, so then that, that's where you go in the draft, obviously. That's, that's your first, second, and third option is to draft, draft, draft. And, um, you know, obviously they have guys who are in the position right now on the offensive line that they're going to probably be playing, uh, you know, musical chairs with, uh, other than um, Bradbury, who's our, you know, our, our starting center. Um, but they got other guys they can move around, and, and that makes it a lot easier to draft for because then you're not looking for a particular, like, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, a really good uh, pass defense tackle, right? I'm, I'm looking whoever the best on the board, um, which looking at, you know, the amount of draft picks we have, looking at um, where our position is on the board, um, that leans into perhaps uh, one of Rick Spielman's favorite scenarios, which is, uh, would you like to trade down, please? Um, I just imagine that like he has every coach on speed dial and he's like, there, you know, there are a couple rounds uh, from them going up and he's just speed dialing everybody. Would, would you perhaps, sir, like this brand new uh, first round draft pick for like half of what you got. Right. Um, and I think he's done very well at that. Uh, time has proved that Rick Spielman knows what the heck he's doing. Um, so it's going to be the best thing for us is we, we get, you know, one amazing lineman who could start, um, you know, and uh, everything after that, Rick Spielman may not relay to us how these other pieces will fall into place, but surely they will. Um, they're they're, they're going to work out one way or another. All right, gentlemen, I, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it regardless. Mike Zimmer, you still have total faith in him as the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings? recent memory of me being a Vikings fan. I don't know if I've liked a head coach more, to be honest. I mean, I, I, my answer is a little biased considering I love defensive football. I know, right. Everyone, you know, looking at the Super Bowl, what, what was the Super Bowl that, that while ago where it was like, you know, such a defensive game. I forgot which one exactly. Um, God, it's, it's just, it's, it's not coming oh, to memory. Carolina and Denver were, were Peyton Manning's second one Carolina and Denver that was a big defensive game I don't yeah. know if that but but I all remember. I remember is we we can't we came back right after that Super Bowl Sunday everyone's like that Super Bowl sucked I'm like no did you see how great those defenses were playing and they're all rolling their eyes right but but Zimmer's all about that and that that is something that I love um and and his you know ability to to lead uh his his team through adversity I think it's it's awesome so yeah I 100 Kevin, for our listeners, I don't, I don't know that we've talked about this much. You played in college. You, you played defensive back. Can you just talk just real briefly about your, your playing career? Oh, my. Well, I'm getting, I'm getting all hot and bothered. I can't believe you're asking me about my career, right? I, I will, I will <laughs> don't, make, don't make me regret this, okay? <laughs> I, I, I do joke because it's so hilarious that I am, you know, 
not anyone who's ever going to say, oh, my God, I played college football, so I deserve to have the floor here. But um, I always joke that there was one time when we were in the, the playoffs and I played for North Central College, which was a, a, a D3 school who recently is technically still the national champion because we didn't have a national championship this year. Um, but um, when we were in the playoffs, we, we were basically at school and school wasn't going on. So they had to we had a per diem per day to like eat. Right because we were there for football and uh, the coaches made the joke, like you guys are professional athletes. We're paying you to stay here and play football. So I was a professional athlete for a while. Um, <laughs> but, but one thing that, um, you know, I for sure know about defense. And I think this is one of the reasons why Zim's strategy makes sense to me is the fact that offense, you can have a standout guy who can do amazing things and make a huge impact on uh, an offensive game, right? In defense, if you have a weak link, that is how weak your chain is. Because to play defense, and to play defense at that high of a level, you know, the NFL, you all have to work. Do your 111th. And if if you have a weak link in, in that 111th, right, you're, you're basically going to fall apart at the seams. So that's why it's so difficult. And I th- think that's why, you know, among – other reasons why the NFL has strayed so much more towards an offensive game. Cause if you can find, you know, a game breaking athlete, a game breaking offensive player, then you can just score on guys and then you'll, you'll end up, you know, winning the game in the end, but to have a really great defense, I think that is a much harder thing to do. Um, you know, whether or not that's going to lead you to win more, you know, NFL games, that is highly debatable, but I understand why, you know, Zim is, is so keen on getting all these defensive players, because if you set that up, you know, from, from uh, the base up, you know, it's, it's, it's a great thing. Well, that's interesting that you say that just, that's something that the bears had, it has been their bread and butter for forever. It's defense, 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 defense. And you get the sense that in this off season that there is trying that they're trying to make a shift. They're doing a terrible job of it, but that they're trying to make a shift to being a more offensive football team. Um, and it just, it's, it's not working the way that they want it to. Now, gentlemen, recently uh, the NFL announced 17 games. Uh, I am curious. Uh, I, I think I might be in the minority in this. I'm not actually very excited about it. I think with, you're going to see more injuries. Uh, I like the 16 games. And now every other season, you've got an extra away game. Uh, I, I, I'm not really thrilled about it. And I think I might be the only one now uh, as we our last guests, uh, Jeremy Reisman said, hey, man, we're going to have more football. We're probably going to just get used to it. So I'm kind of curious, you know, Brian, I want to start with you. Like, what do you think about this 17 game schedule? I don't like it for the same exact reasons that you stated, Ryan. I think money became the factor here. Um, teams and yeah, TV deals, they, they, they saw the green and they felt like, well, let's, let's, add, another, let's add another game. I think it's going to result in well, – and they, and they kind of started it last year a little bit, but like the participation trophy team that gets into the playoffs when you really shouldn't be there – you know. Yes, yes, Brian, that's okay. You can say the Chicago Bears had no business being in the playoffs. We know, I, we saw, we were there. I don't know what you're talking about, Ryan. I know nothing. <laughs> hey, you made the play. That's, you know. Says, and, says, yeah, Javon Wims dropped a surefire touchdown from Mitch Trubisky, the best throw of his entire career, and uh, our front office is still here. Sorry, I'm, I'm not salty about it. Go ahead, Brian, please finish your thought. No, I mean, I just think that 
it, it's it's just it's just a money grab. It's just a cash grab for for the casual fan. Yes, it is nice because there's more football, but to the fans that care about what happens with their team, how they set themselves up before a playoff, if you have an injury in like a week 16 game, I mean, it's just, it's almost, well, that deflates the whole, it's, I mean, I guess you could make that argument about any week. The point is, it's just a cash grab in my opinion. They, they lost a lot of money last year and they felt like this is the, the best way. The one nice thing is you, you might get, you might get um, an elevated salary cap next year, which means that you can go out there and spend a little bit more. But teams are going to have to to have more depth because they're going to have more injuries, and so I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Short and short, short story there. Kev, what about you? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's it's going to help the sport. That's the thing, right? I think uh, you know if we're talking about you know trying to continue, right, uh, having NFL football be something that is highly televised, highly viewed by lots of people, right? I don't know if you, you gain anybody else by adding that, that thing. I think, uh, you know, I'll be the optimist here. I'll play the optimist. Let's, let's say it's not a cash grab. Let's say it's, a, it's an attempt to find, you know, new viewership, in, in a world where NFL viewership is shrinking. Um, I don't know if another, another game does that. I don't know if that is the right way to proceed to make things uh, better. And I think a lot of people, you know, who are more hardcore fans or at least pay attention more to the inner workings of the NFL, I, I think we sit here and think, is this going to help anybody? Maybe it's only going to hurt. Um, you know, it's, it's something that we see happening in a lot of places, you know, around the United States right now. And it's not just an NFL football thing. I think it's a across the board thing. If you look at participation in sports in high schools, for instance, uh, it's going down. Um, it's, it's a shift away from the things that we once felt were unshakable truths about our, our, uh, our nation. And, and they're, they're starting to shift away. Um, that may be a highbrow, again, very optimist view of why these things may be changing. But hey, we're on a podcast. I'm going to throw some, <laughs> some interesting stuff out there. All I'm saying is that what that that minor change, like you guys said, probably is not going to help. Um, I don't know if it will hinder us at at, at any point. Um, I, maybe the guys will just get a little stir crazy and be like, "Oh my god, I have to play an, another whole game." That's that's crazy. Um, who knows? Well, the, the jump from college to the, the pro game, I mean, those rookies, they, they hit a wall at a certain point. I mean, and now they've got an extra game to play. I guess my, I'll, this is the last thing I'll say about it is I don't want it to turn into baseball. I, I like the sport of baseball, but I don't love the sport of baseball. And I know some of our listeners are going to be like, Dengel, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. But the 16 games you you can't lose you know two or three games in, in a row like every game is more precious and where in baseball it's like oh yeah we lost like 12 in a row but we're still in this you're like what like i don't 
I, I, I feel that those seasons are incredibly long. They're too long. And I just, my fear is the same thing will happen with the NFL season. I just, I like that number. And, and, you know, usually I'm the, I'm the guy that's like, Hey, I'm all up for change. Let's try it. Let's do new things. But with this, I, I don't know. It just, it seemed like it was good. Now cutting the preseason, I think is a fantastic idea. I think they absolutely need to expand the roster uh, because with all the injuries that are going to happen, but uh, it's nice to know that I'm not just a giant wet blanket and all of this. All right. So now, gentlemen, let's, let's do this. Let's talk way too early. And, and just like uh, my last episode, I have it written down in my notes, way too early NFC North predictions. I want to know who do you think is at the top and who do you think is at the bottom? And gentlemen, no matter what your answer is, it's not going to offend me because you don't know where my head is at. So, so Kevin, I'm going to r- bounce right back to you. You're way too early NFC North prediction. How do you see it playing out? Like we we all have to agree that the lines on the are on the bottom, right? That has that has to be our style. Really, really? I don't I, know. I I don't know. I just the dysfunction of the Chicago Bears front office right now has me and a lot of other fans looking around, just going, "What are What are we doing?" I I, I, I have no I, idea. Chicago is going to be on the bottom. I I agree. <sighs> well, okay. Well then. Well then. Wow. I feel I'm breaking the mold. Then. Uh, I'm, uncharacteristic of me, but I say the Lions are on the bottom again this year. Um, You know, if you listen to previous podcasts, you guys know how much of a fan I am of of, of Stafford. And and I understand why they made the decision to to not go forward with him. But I think, you know, he still had a lot left in the tank. And and obviously, right, um, you know, he wants to go other places. The the new coach wants to go different places. And that's fine. Um, But I just think, you know, that hole has not yet been filled. It, 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 you know, even with the moves they make, they may make, it's going to take a while for all that to gel. So I'm going to say they're at the bottom. Then I'm going to say Packers are up the top. And just like last year, it's going to be a fight between the Bears and the Vikings who, um, you know, who's going to be next, next dog and who's going to try to chomp at the, pa- the Packers' heels. And uh, I think um, all things considered, the Vikings have the advantage, um, you know, with our defense, uh, I just keep going back to how we didn't have Daniil Hunter. And, and, and if you don't have your best football player on the field, um, that's going to hurt any team's chances of winning. I mean, imagine if the, the Bucks didn't have Tom Brady. I mean, like, they don't win the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, whatever. Um, so I'm saying Packs, Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. Okay. Brian? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think, I mean, I think, of course, you have to anoint the Packers currently. They're, they're, the, they're the defending champions for, of that division. But I do think that the Vikings are going to be battling for that spot. And I think the Vikings have a very, very nasty defense going into this year. I think the Lions, though, are a sleeper team. I was blown away. I, I'm a big Stafford fan. We talked about it on the, on the Detroit podcast. I'm a big Stafford fan. I was blown away at what the Rams gave up for uh, Stafford, which included Jared Goff, who's been to a Super Bowl. He's not a terrible quarterback. I I know that Sean McVay can literally wring every ounce of offensive productivity out of any player, and I get that. If he's saying, nah, I'm going to go after this guy and I'm I'm, I'm free to let him go, I I think Goff might – play with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and if Detroit drafts well which of course now they're armed with a lot of picks they could put somebody like Kyle Pitts on that team uh, with Jared Goff and they could maybe trade a future 
first for uh, perhaps a receiver on another team. It's, it's maybe, um, you know, disgruntled or, or wants a new contract. They, they could be, a, they could be a, a pretty dangerous team. I think Chicago, you know, I have nothing against the Bears at all. I actually pull for the Bears when we're not playing them. I just don't know what they're trying to do. I, I just have no clue. They've let some good defensive players go, I guess, from a money standpoint. They, they, they evidently threw everything but the kitchen sink at the Seahawks to try to trade for Wilson and then fell back and settled on, on Andy Dalton, who's not a bad quarterback, but he ain't going to win you any games. I mean, he, he, he's, he's a 500 quarterback at best. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see how – you know, plays out in the draft, but I, I definitely think Chicago's on the on, on the bottom, and it's a two way race at the top between the Vikings and the Packers. I see it very similarly, Brian. The only thing that I would argue with you uh, is about Jared Goff, not about his talent or anything like that. It's just he has no weapons at this point. I mean, absolutely none. With with Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay leaving, I mean, who's you know? It's going to be a rookie and maybe someone else that, that they bring in. But as of right now, they just they have at, he he has no one to throw to. Um, you know, it would be really interesting to see what Dan Campbell can do there with him. Real quickly, Ryan, I don't want to interrupt you because I know you're making a great point, but somebody that I think we should really pay attention to is a guy like Antonio Brown that's still on the market. Detroit has the money to spend, and if they can pair him with a rookie, whether it's Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, some sort of other weapon, look, look out. I'm just telling you, look out. But I'm sorry, go, go, go right ahead. No, I, 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 Brian, your, your, your point is well made and, and Pitts, man, holy cow, whatever team gets that dude, that he is unbelievable. Just the, 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 every single intangible thing just jumps off the chart. It's incredible. All right. Now, gentlemen, uh, we're getting here to the end of the podcast and I want to ask you a question that you're not ready for. And that's why I'm excited to ask it of you. I want you guys to think about the Chicago bears both a current player and a former player that you would like to have playing for the Minnesota Vikings. It must be a former player and a current player that right now off the Chicago Bears roster, you would say, I want that guy and I want that guy. Kevin, I want to start with you. A former player and a current player, who would you like to have on the Minnesota Vikings? I don't want everyone to laugh at this answer. But former player, I want, I want gold. I, I, want, I want a kicker who's going to not lose me a playoff game that our team should have won the Super Bowl. And I just am traumatized by, you know, Vikings fans are all sitting there like rocking in the fetal position. Like, I know what that is. I know what that is. Um, so don't laugh at me when I say that because for Vikings fans, it is a for real, for real. What well, well, Kevin – yeah, when you say that, though, I, I think, you know, some people are like, you paid Cairo Santos how much money? I mean, he had the, the best, uh, you know, season of, a, of a, a Bears kicker in forever. And I'm like, pay this man. I, I, know, I know the feeling. All right, so, so Robbie Gold is, is the former Bear. Who is the current Bear that you would like to see on the Minnesota Vikings? So I think, um, you know, taking, taking Rokon Smith would make me very, very happy. Um, like... To, to imagine 
Kendricks, Barr, and Roquan, I'm salivating. My defensive mind is exploding <laughs> with the potential. Yeah, that would that would become the best linebacking core in the NFL by a mile. There wouldn't be anybody that would be even a little bit close. So, Brian, I'm going to come to you. Same thing, a former Bear and a current Bear that you would like to see play for the Minnesota Vikings. My, I'm going to go current Bear first. My current Bear would be Khalil Mack. If you could put Khalil Mack and Daniil Hunter on the same defensive line, I think that would be a quarterback's worst nightmare to go up against that, that team. Um, former player, this is sort of a joke answer, but I would want Adrian Peterson, the Bears running back, um, so that we would have both Adrian Petersons uh, in, in the NFL, and they're both running backs. Uh, and that would just totally confuse fantasy uh, people. That guy drafted <laughs> it's like, which one? Uh, the guy that got 16 carries last year. Oh, I, I got the guy that had 1,600 yards. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be kind of funny. Brian, I, I think – I know you, you said it in jest, but that is literally one of my, my favorite reserve players the Bears have ever had. He was a special teams stud, absolute mm-hmm. stud. And every single time the Bears asked him to play running back, he did it. He was tough, um, never said a word, unbelievable guy. I still follow him on Twitter, great guy, uh, and I love, I love watching it. All right, so gentlemen, uh, I want to say thank you so much. Every time that I know you guys are going to be on the show, I just, I, I, I smile, I get excited because it's just, it's great talking with you guys. And again, you know, this whole thing started with you guys. And so we, we appreciate it greatly. Gentlemen, any shout outs that you might like to give to anybody that might be listening or just uh, any shout outs in general? My shout out, I, I already mentioned his name. And again, I saw him this morning. So it just brings everything full circle. Dan Iverson, um, you are uh, one of the reasons no, no, you are the only reason I made it to a Vikings game. Uh, follow up to the story. He did give me a second ticket because he felt bad that we got stranded in Wisconsin during a snowstorm. So he actually did give me my ticket to my first Vikings game. So thank you, Dan Iverson. Dan is a wonderful, wonderful guy, a, a huge Vikings fan. You know, at some point, we got to bring him into the mix to, just to talk oh. about it. Uh, that, that would be, it would be awesome to have him in. Maybe, you know what, uh, the, the first Vikings game, I'll see if he can fit it into his schedule. It'd be, it'd be fun to have him on. He's so smart, too. Like, you'll hear him talk, and you'll be like, oh, my God. He's, his brain is so big. He, he, is a, he is a very smart man, for sure. So uh, Kevin Oleski and Brian Highfill, thank you gentlemen so much for being guests on the Bear Down Report podcast. I don't know, I, I have a hard time saying guests. You guys are, you're just, you're part of the crew and uh, just appreciate you both very, very much. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you very much. We, I enjoyed immensely. It's, it's always something I look forward to. Brian Highfill, Kevin Oleski, gentlemen, thank you. Uh, just we we have so much fun you know part of me it's like hey we've got to get in some some guys that do some podcasting or do some writing for the vikings but i just i i love those dudes and they're just they're always fun we always laugh uh there are some things that will be edited out of this episode that all of you listening will not hear but uh (laughs) just just can't put it in there but man those guys those guys are awesome uh, let's talk about a few things. Uh, next episode that's going to be coming your way. Greg Williams is a Packers fan and a sports writer, and he's actually done some work for the Chicago Bears. Um, that's going to be a really interesting conversation. I'm looking forward to it in the third of our three-part series, uh, the offseason of the NFC North, our rivals, see what they've got going on. 
I, I'm going to be tread very carefully here. I reached out to three different bear, uh, three different Packers podcasts and got zero response. Absolutely none whatsoever. Uh, when I reached out to Jeremy Reisman, again, cannot say enough great stuff about him. So shout out to him yet again. Um, awesome dude. Awesome conversation. Would love to have him back. Hey, you know, BDR is growing and we shout out to a couple different uh, Packers podcasts and not a single word in response, not, not even a polite, no thank you. Um, and Greg has graciously stepped up and so we appreciate it. Uh, Ross Kotzman will be back, folks. We just thought, you know, be in the off season, it'd be nice to hear, uh, hear a new voice. And so Greg is going to step in for us and we're excited about that. Another shout out, it's got to go to my guy, Andrew Davies. Um, he is a Richmond supporter, not Richmond, Virginia, but Richmond supporter in the uh, AFL league. And he's also a Bears fan. And we've had quite a few back and forths. And, uh, you know, he is, he's new-ish to the NFL, but he is, he is loving the Bears and supporting them in all the ways that he can. So Andrew, shout out to you, buddy. And uh, welcome, welcome to the crew. Um, I've also got to give a quick shout out to my guy, Will Plumley at Sheridan's Barbershop, giving me the hookup, man, that's it. Uh, they are not sponsoring the episode, uh, but man, uh, great haircut, great dude. Will, thank you so much for all you do to uh, uh, keep, uh, keep me looking fresh, my friend. For all of you who are listening, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you listening or sharing any of the content at BeardownReport.com. If you like what you're hearing, please hit subscribe. If you really like what you're hearing, hit us with a five-star review. It really helps to widen our audience. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up. And folks, we're just going to let you know, if, if you haven't put two and two together, that my wife is pregnant. And so at some point, uh, when, uh, when our, our little one is born, there's going to be some some... Uh, time out. Uh, we are trying to decide what's going to go on. Um, if we're going to have some people fill up, if we're literally just going to take a break with the podcast, we're not really sure, but obviously that stuff is going to happen. Uh, until then, we've actually got a, quite a few episodes lined up and I'm excited to share that with all of you. Folks, appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for listening. I am your host, Ryan Dangle. You can find me at Twitter, uh, on Twitter rather, at BDR Dangle. That's D-E-N-G-E-L. Would love to follow. If you're a Bears fan, I will follow you right back. Uh, I'm always, always, always excited to talk with Bears fans. For all of you who are listening, thank you so much. And as always, bear down.